We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, good evening, and welcome to Unscripted, the film show on a Thursday night. Uh, my name is Lewis, and sitting across from me is Rachel. Hello. Not sitting in the room is Cecilia, who is feeling unwell. So we're going to throw out a uh, get well soon uh, to Cecilia, and hopefully uh, she uh, she recovers quickly. Yeah, um, and I just want to apologise at the top of the show. I am suffering with a bit of asthma because of the burn-offs. So you will he- I, I do sound like a 13-year-old whose voice is changing uh, occasionally. So apologies for that at the top of the show. Um, if you hear me clearing my throat or coughing or sounding bizarre that is why don't have the spicy cough just got the asthma cough um it's very nice the first first day of spring lovely day outside and they go let's do some prescribed burns yeah yeah i'm i i had washing on the line i quickly took it off um and i stupidly decided oh it's uh you know, I don't have to be anywhere special. I'll, I'll go and walk to school to pick up Bryce and walk home and that was a really bad decision in the end. Ah, uh, no. But that's all right. These things happen. Jeez, I sound terrible. <laughs> um, but anyway, we've got a huge show tonight. Um, I've seen a couple of uh, new TV shows and watched a, a, a new uh, Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg film that is featuring on Netflix that's, um, you know, I don't know if it's in the top ten but it seems to be, like, very much in your face every time you turn on Netflix and it's called uh, Me Time. So I've got those things to talk about. You've gone and seen some musicals this week. I have seen some, some musicals uh, and that, that, was, uh, that was very good. Uh, but uh, top of the show, I, I did uh, something this week I, that uh, made me feel like a, a bit more manly. You know, I'm not, I'm oh. not, the, most, not the most manly person in the world, I don't think. Um, the fact that I'm going to be talking about... Three, I don't know, you're pretty bloody hairy. Yeah, the fact I'm going to be talking about three uh, three musicals during this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's... Uh, uh, Kat and I, uh, you know, we, a few months back we saw this uh, awesome table that was like... It's kind of like a transformer, but it doesn't like transform from a table into a robot because that, that would be very cool. <laughs> That'd um, be very bizarre. It just transforms into from a table into a... a bigger table? Slightly bigger table. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's not... We've had them in the past. We've seen mm. these things like... Like uh, uh, my mum and dad have got one where it's a round table and you pull the sides out and there's this bit in the middle that comes or flips up and then that becomes a bit more of the table. And our big table outside, that extends as well. That's a, We didn't even realise. Fascinating. Didn't even know. But anyway, we found this table and it's like you pull the end out and then you, you, put it, you hold it in place with magnets. Like it's, Ooh. yeah, it's really cool. You pull it out and it just like jumps up and then you've got a longer oh. table. Like it adds a metre to it. It's it's like. That's, that's, a, where on earth are you putting that? Uh, well, you know what the table currently is? Yeah. Currently it's going to go there. 
um, you know, eventually... I was going to say, it feels like a very small area to put such a big table. Well, it's only 1.8 metres normally, and then it becomes 2.8 metres when you pull the, uh, the ends out. I know, out. but it still feels like a very big table for that spot. Well, it's not it's not staying there permanently. Okay. Uh, the idea is that, uh, you know that, that bit where your know, ghost lives now? Yep. Yeah, we know ghost is going to, you know, she's a, she's a, figura- she's a, a figurative ghost at the moment. Uh, but one day, she'll be a literal ghost. No, don't talk about <laughs> that. It makes me sad. I know. And when she is a literal ghost, that's where the table will go. Right. Okay. Yeah, it'll be the ghost memorial table. Well, I suppose that particular section is in your house supposed to be the dining room, I guess. Probably. I don't know. It's just, the way things are these days, they just, like, they make these houses and you just got to guess where things go. But Yep, just um, one big, large, open space. Exactly, exactly. But... Uh, the, uh, the the thing that was manly was like originally we were like oh you know this table we're gonna have to get some like furniture removal people to come and pick it up and and bring it to us and so we looked at the price of it and it was like the furniture removal people were like yeah no worries we can do that that'll be like four hundred and fifty bucks yeah and we're like that's yeah, nah. a, that's a lot of money and then I went hang on a second hang on a tick I've got a, a, got a, ute. a ute at work that I can borrow and uh, and so I, I borrowed the ute I got some straps. And uh, Kat and I went down there and like she was obviously feeling manly as well, you mm-hmm. know. So it wasn't just me being more manly. It was, you know, Kat was, uh, you know, just there, being just ratcheting up the straps and stuff. Uh, so we got down there and we, we picked it up and we put it onto the ute and uh, we strapped it down. Hall's head we had to go to. Hall's head? Hall's head. Oh, that's down in Mandurah, isn't it? Just past Mandurah, right. yeah. And so we went down there and we got the uh, got the table, we strapped it up and, uh, and drove back home. I freak out. Whenever, have you ever... Like had a ute or a trailer or something like I'm that. I'm never in charge of it. That's Chris's department, and it, I um, he's quite manly. If that's the terminology we're using for being able to load a ute successfully and not having anything fly off it, then yes, I'm pretty confident with with Chris's um, skills in that department. I, however, would not trust myself with that. I'd be the person who like straps a um you know, the mattress on top of the roof of the car <laughs> and just ties rope around, like, in through the windows and stuff, that would be me. And, of course, I don't know how to tie knots, so yep. I'd just tie lots. Don't, don't, don't be doing that. It's uh, No, it's, this it's is why it's yet. not my department. Yeah, but it, so, so we did that. We brought it back down, like, you know, drove up the freeway and everything like that uh, very gingerly. <laughs> 60, yeah, that's fine. Um, oh, no. No, no, I didn't. I was doing 110. Oh, okay. In the, in the 110 and zone. In the 110 zone. Yeah, not yes. the 100. Yeah, so uh, and, and got it home. Um, but the table it must weigh about like you know, 40 or 50 kilos. Um, and it was like on the back of a, you know, the tray of the, the, the ute. And so getting it off with two people, that was fun. That was very, uh, very interesting. Awkward? It was awkward. We, we managed it. There was only like, a, we, we only dropped it slightly. How so much was, swearing went on? Uh, no, 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 don't think too much. Like oh. one or two f bombs, but that was about it. But that it's now, <coughs> it's now residing in the sh- in the, sh- the garage until we can figure out how to get it in the house. Oh uh, yeah, that's the next step. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's phases to this. Yes, you can't do it all in one one hit. You've got to mm. you know stretch these things out as long as possible. So yeah, so that was my my manly thing. It was great. You know, I started to you know um, abbreviate everything and and put no on the end of stuff. And oh, that's not that's not being manly. That's being Australian. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, I yep. made a mistake there. Arvo, servo. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I remember when um, I feel like this is the second or third week in a row that I've mentioned summer camp. <laughs> uh, but when I worked at camp, um, one of the things that we used to do was like, you know, because there were people from all around the world 
as the councillors. So they'd have like UK Day and Aussie Day or whatever. So um, I took up the mantle of like being in charge of Aussie Day. So I made up this like booklet which translates all of the words that we would use normally, um, you know, Lou or Dunny or, you know, Arvo, Servo. All that sort of stuff. Do so they, they have any? Do they have any idea about? Because I mean, most of their knowledge of Australia would have come from uh, Crocodile Dundee and uh, Outback Steakhouse. So, did they have any idea about us? Or uh, I think there were lots of things that they didn't know about, and I happened to have taken Vegemite along with me on my travel mm-hmm. because I could not be away and not have Vegemite. And so, quite a few people tasted it. Quite a few Americans were just like. Wow, that's pretty gross. But did they taste it like on no. toast with lots of butter or did they just like get a spoon and just like get someone a spoon and taste it off a spoon? Uh, yeah, I think I, I bought the tube because right. it was like I'm like at least I could put it in my suitcase and not have it smash and mm-hmm. have Vegemite everywhere. Um, so they just put it a little bit on their finger. I know, that's I know. not the right way. See, this is the problem. We go out there and people <laughs> are having their Vegemite the wrong way and they just don't understand. They, they think, and I think they think that we smear it on there like thick as jam, which we don't do. No, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's an, an art. Form. It's, and everyone's got their, so some people like uh, go really heavy with the Vegemite. Some people just like, you know, have a lot it's of a butter and a scraping. Scrape. It's, it's, yeah, it's very, it was one of those things where you've got to you know, find out where your level is. I feel really upset as, as, a, as, a, as a mother and a parent of an Australian child, my son does not eat Vegemite. I tried and tried and he just had no interest. So it was quite upsetting to me. I think with children what you need to do is uh, is white bread, uh, unfortunately, uh, and then lots and lots and lots of butter on there and then the Vegemite in in between. Yeah, I tried. He didn't do that? I tried. I tried lots of different things, put it with some cheese, Um, yeah. Yeah, and I started like, you know, when babies can eat at like six months Mm -hmm. old. So I'm like, you know, have a little bit of like this bread with a tiny bit of, yeah, no. So I tried to like uh, force him in many different ways. Is it too late to return him? I I don't know, to get one that likes Vegemite? (sighs) I can try, but I think he will just refuse. he, He will just be a bit stubborn and say, no, thank you. So fair enough. Fair mm. enough. Well, hopefully one day, you know, maybe his taste will change, and 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 he will like the fairy bread. No, not the fairy bread. The uh, I, I just I like, was going to say everyone likes yeah. So fairy my, bread. my head just I just went. Uh, I was thinking like you know you can go okay you can have the fairy bread but you must eat one triangle of Vegemite. Oh, I like what you said, yeah. and it is his birthday coming up. Yeah. I'll say I'm not going to make fairy bread unless you eat some Vegemite. Um, is fairy bread an Australian thing? I think it is. I think uh, I don't think anywhere else in the world, uh, you know, fairy bread is a thing. It's pretty magical. It's great. It's fantastic. But you got to do it on. I, I, I know we should all eat healthy, right? But fairy bread is the exception. You've got to have it on like white bread. Yeah. You've got to have like heaps of butter. In fact, all Australian stuff just needs heaps of butter. I think that's the point. You need heaps of butter, and then you need your, your sprinkles of your hundreds of thousands. And really, need to mash them in so yeah. none of them fall out, and mm-hmm. you have the maximum amount of like little bits of sprinkles as, as much as possible. They're freaking amazing. It's they great. are. This It's the best thing about a kid's party. But I, you got yeah. you to eat them with their fresh though because they do go oh, yeah, yeah. crunchy very quickly. You don't want to eat them stale. No. Uh, welcome to the Australian Food <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> 
Uh, we should probably go to a sponsor and come back, I suppose. Well, before we do that, there's mm. another... Because last week we uh, we wished uh, Cecilia a happy birthday. For, we did. Uh, for her birthday. And what a lot of people don't know is that the day after was your birthday. It was my birthday. <laughs> so happy birthday. Thank you, you very you. much. And, and did you get spoiled rotten by Chris and Bryce? I, I did. I got um, a Van Gogh Lego set. Um, so it's the first um, thing that Lego has done with, like, art. Mm-hmm. So, and, of course, it was Van Gogh, so I was very happy and dropped lots and lots of hints. And um, Chris bought me my present in, in bed and it was this relatively small box and I thought, oh, that's a bit <laughs> smaller than I was expecting. And I had dropped hints about the fact that there were these shoes that I wanted, um, but they were never on sale and I like to buy things on sale, mm-hmm. so... Um, so I opened them and he's like, oh, you're going to know what it is. And I opened the box and I was happy to see the shoes, but really sad because it wasn't the Van Gogh, um, Lego set. And I was like, you know, slightly disappointed. And then I got up and went into the kitchen to do breakfast and there it was like, you know, in a, you know, wrapped up. And I was like, very, very excited. So it only took three days to get done and it looks pretty marvellous. I put lots of posts on Facebook, <laughs> like, you know, um, progress photos. So, And Chris did the DeLorean at the same time. So we had lovely evenings like drinking gin and doing Lego. <laughs> so where was the DeLorean his birthday present? Or No, he bought that for himself. Um, he often buys his own uh, presents in the Lego department. He bought himself a McLaren um, F1 car that was the last thing he did um and so he keeps taking all of my christmas and birthday ideas because he just he can't wait he needs to have them and do them so yeah i did i did my first lego this year yeah this makes what happened in your childhood um how did you not have lego as a child I just didn't have Lego. I'm sure I played with someone's lego uh, how did your parents not buy you lego i just i don't understand how anyone it, like, grows up not experiencing Lego or having Lego. Like, my brother had all the Lego. It was, like, a boy's toy back in the day. Um, and I used to always want to play with it, but I was kind of not allowed to. So, um, yeah, but I still did play with it as a youngin. So I just can't I can't fathom a world where a child grows up w- without experiencing Lego. But I honestly, I didn't have a lot of toys uh, growing up. Well, now you're making me really <laughs> sad. But that, that's the thing is uh, if you are parents, uh, make sure your toy, your kids have enough toys, not, not too many toys, but enough toys because otherwise they end up like me where you get a lot of toys as an adult and so <laughs> you have to have a room dedicated to all your collections. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd recommend making sure your, your kids have, have enough toys. And it was, I've told the story before, but like um, I was obviously an idiot as a kid. Um, <laughs> Because I, I wanted to get a, a He-Man figure and I, I figured if I get a, a, a Prince Adam, it'll turn into He-Man and there's oh. like two figures for the price of one. Yeah. I hate to tell you this, kids, but it's only a cartoon. It does not happen in real life. Uh, so I just Couldn't you just take his clothes off? No, not really, no. They were kind of stuck on him. Oh. Um, so, so I kind of ended up with just a, you know, Prince dude. Adam. Yeah, Prince Adam dude. So I used to tell a different joke about that, but uh, it's not. Uh, it's definitely not politically correct these days. So. Oh, right. Well, I used to cut all the hair off all of my Barbies, so they never grew back. Did, didn't you Didn't you figure it out after the first Barbie and just went, oh, hang on a tick? Um, so apparently uh, 
Yeah, I think it's an impulse control issue. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. I had to do it. Look, I'm gonna, we're going to play an ad now and I'm going to come back. So I need to know what happened to those Barbies uh, after you uh, went to town on their hair. So uh, listen to this and then we'll find out soon. Uh, and we're back. So I've got to find out. So the, the Barbies, mm. they had hair. You cut yep. the hair off. Even the baby ha- babies had hair and yeah. I cut it off. And so what? And my cabbage patch doll. You cut the hair off the cabbage patch doll? Not all of it. I just gave her a trim. Right. So, so what, and did you just keep these, these poor balding uh, dolls after I that? still have them. You still have them. Bryce has played with them multiple times. <laughs> right. There's, so I've got, um, I've only, I've, I think I culled at some point, um, but I've got two female Barbies uh, and two baby Barbies um, and like a girl and a boy cut all of their hair off. So I've learned, I'm learning so much about myself. I'm sorry to pipe on about being having ADHD but it's very interesting um so apparently there's something called impulse control I don't I'm not very good at that my brain so if I want to do it it's very hard for me to not do it so didn't matter that they um didn't grow their hair back I I had to just keep cutting everybody's (laughs) hair including my own multiple times poorly you have seen Toy Story, haven't you? You've, you've seen multiple times Toy Story. Oh, yeah, that so, doll with the no hair. Yeah, so when those dolls yep. come to life and they're just like... Oh, it's my doll! They're just, they're just like touching their hair and they're just crying. It's like, what do you do to my beautiful hair? Um, yeah, well, maybe they wanted a haircut. Maybe like, check out me. I'm like, I look like um, the chick from the Arithmics or something. Look at me, I'm I'm Annie Lennox. I, I, I want to see the... That uh, was cool in the 80s. I want to see the Toy Story where the kid's got impulse control issues. <laughs> cuts all his toy's hair. <laughs> yeah, that, meanwhile the parents are like, what is wrong with our child? That's way more interesting than what we've been given. But anyway, um, <laughs> we better go to some reviews now. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm going to start off because I'm not going to do like three reviews, like 15 minutes each for all the, each of the musicals. We would be here all day. Uh, but I had, Kat and I had a massive musical weekend. It was awesome. Like initially. Sorry, I just imagine you guys like going out for breakfast and breaking into song. Oh my God, <laughs> it takes the holidays. Well, Kat um, actually did no? make yeah? me eggs with hollandaise sauce. But did you sing about it? Yes. No, I didn't. Uh, but she made the holiday sauce from scratch. Mm. Like, I would sing if, if yeah. she made me. Kat, just so you know, if you make me hollandaise sauce from scratch, I will sing for you. It was, it was pretty. Shoot. She's not going to make it for me now. <laughs> it was pretty darn amazing. It was good. I uh, bet but, it was. Yeah. So the first thing was we booked in to see Frozen, uh, the musical, at Burswood. And so that was set in stone months ago we booked that in. And then uh, probably about a month ago, maybe six weeks, I saw a bus and the bus said, Cruel Intentions, the musical. I am like, this This is the first time I've heard that it was in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, that it was in Perth. I knew it was a thing, but the first time I was aware that it was possible to see was when you guys went to see it. And I, so I saw that and I was like, uh, you know, text a cat that day saying, just saw this, what we have to go. And she was like, yeah, I've to the Regal. And we always thought like maybe like things at the Regal aren't as professional as they, they Is could Is that be. the one in Subiaco? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we, we went, no, 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 we'll, we'll go and we'll see it. Now, these things are pricey when you go see musicals because mm. you've got like a big cast, you've got a big stage, you've got all the sets. Costumes. Costumes, paying for people who put up in hotels. There's a lot, you know, that goes into these, these things. Um, 
So it isn't cheap, but we were just like, we'll give it a crack. You know, we'll, we'll see what it's like and, and hopefully it's good. And so we went to the, the Regal and that's a lovely theatre. It's beautiful. It's, it's fantastic. And uh, the so the uh, Cruel Intentions, the musical, is based on Cruel Intentions, the 1998 uh, movie with Ryan Philippe and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair. And, um, and Reese Witherspoon. And Reese Witherspoon as well, sorry, yes. Um, and uh, so we uh, we went and... Uh, and Josh, what's his name? Yes, him Jackson, as well. Jackson, yeah. sorry. Joshua Jackson. With really bad bleach hair. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, we went to the Regal and uh, we watched this musical and it was phenomenal. It was like, you know... All the the nineties music that you, you wanted to hear like was in there. Uh, the, the there was these the actual songs from the movie, like some of the songs from the from soundtrack. The soundtrack. They've they've used those and they kind of like do different interpretations of them. Yeah. Uh, but the stagecraft was amazing. They had this like you know um, one of these clear, uh, sheet things that was in front of the, the cinema, like a screen um, that was kind of meshy, mm. and they were projecting stuff onto that and. They had all the moving sets and stuff like that, and just fantastic. The band was at the back on a raised plinth, and actors would be climbing up there during the show. And but just a phenomenal film. Like it was taking the um, the Cruel Intentions movie. It hits all those beats that you want to see from the movie, mm. but just expands on them with the the music uh, element to it. Um, so, were there original songs? No, no, no it was all oh it was all nineties songs. I but, so want to see this. That's like one of my favourite albums of all time. I, I played that album to death, yeah. which I'm sure you did as well. I feel like we both own that um, album. We, we uh, Kat and I uh, listen to it a lot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's a good album. Uh, but, yeah, they, that was just like the, the, the starting point because there's so many uh, other songs that they, they play in there and it's it's like, um, you know, they they... they they took songs from the 90s because mm. it's obviously a 90s movie and they just uh, worked their magic with them. I'm trying to find a list of songs that they did. But I, I, won't, I won't keep on that one because I want to uh, also talk about a, another musical because we did that on Friday um, and we wanted to watch something musical on Saturday. Mm. And so we decided that we would watch uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, which is you're a big fan of Rent. I am. Sorry, I just I just found the the list okay. the um, of Cruel Intentions, the '90s musical, uh, Every You, Every Me, uh, obviously, which is the song that's stuck in my head currently. Um, I think it's Radiohead originally, mm. isn't it? Um, Genie in a bottle, just a girl. I want it that way. Kiss me, love fool. Bye bye bye. Breakfast at Tiffany's. No scrubs. Colorblind. Obviously. Oh my God, that song's a heartbreaker. Um, Iris, Foolish Games, my, 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 I want to see this really bad. I'm just going to go and have a look at tickets. It is. It's an amazing show. Uh, And I'm going to give Cruel Intentions, the musical, um, five um, I Want to Kiss You There's. Just uh, if you know... If you know Cruel uh, Intentions, you'll, you'll know what that's a reference to. Yep, I've seen it many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, now Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, we decided we want to watch a, a musical on uh, Saturday and we were just like going through, what should we watch, like you mm. know, Rent or, or Frozen or, you know, we were going to see Frozen on, on Saturday, watch the animated feature. But we actually settled on uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, the movie with Andrew Garfield, Um Playing Jonathan Play, Larson. Yeah, playing Jonathan Larson. Now, we, Kat and I know nothing about Jonathan Larson and we knew nothing about the story. So it was just 
you know, watching um, a person doing a musical about their life mm. and about the struggles of trying to get their first musical actually produced. And it's a, it's a phenomenal story because he was the writer of uh, Rent um, and it just when you watch this, this um, uh, movie, you get to see how passionate he was and how he developed Rent while experiencing trying to get this other musical up and running. So, um, and it's just, it's great. It's on uh, Netflix and I just think that people need to know it's there and people need to press that play button and watch this movie because it is phenomenal. I think I, as much as, like, I, I am, like you said, a huge fan of Rent. I went and saw that originally um, on Broadway and then I saw it at the Regal Theatre um, as well as a, a Whopper uh, version in in Northbridge, so I've seen it, and and obviously the movie, um, I've seen it multiple times, and I think I got to the point where I saw it too many times, uh, and so the the songs I find really irritating, and I think I stayed away from this musical because I was concerned that um, I was going to watch it and find it annoying. I don't what, know. Tick tick boom. Yeah. No, watch it. Okay, and yeah. the other thing is. Um, so did it have Rent songs in it or was it no? No. Okay, so that's that's good to hear. But it would be interesting for you to watch Rent at some point mm-hmm. um, to hear the music because when I went and saw The Heights, which is the the first musical that, um, that Lin-Manuel Miranda got off the ground at Broadway and then since became a, a movie, he talks a lot about how Rent and Jonathan Larson was – were huge influences for him. And when I watched In the Heights, there were a lot of songs that felt so reminiscent of Rent that it was like, um, I don't know, it, it was like, is this a homage or is this like almost a rip-off? But, yeah, be interesting to see your, your take on it. Guess who the director of this film is? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. No freaking surprise there. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's a great film. It is it's really really good, um, and I'm going to give this one uh, five uh, Apple Max because he's got an old fashioned Apple Mac that mm. he's typing away on. Uh, now the last one we saw uh, was the big one. It's showing now at Burswood. Um, it is Frozen. And it, the, this show is unbelievable. I know, I know you've all seen Frozen, the animated feature, uh, but this is obviously a uh, Broadway musical type of extravaganza. And Frozen, the uh, animated feature, doesn't actually have that many songs in it. It's got some really big, yeah. iconic songs. But once you get to um, – uh, he's a bit of a fixer-upper. That's the last song in the movie. So oh okay yeah. because it's ta- yep yep okay and so and after that there's no more songs so there's a lot to fill in with a a, a musical and they've got so there's a lot of songs in this that weren't in the uh, the animated feature but they're really good and they just expand and they flesh out characters and storylines mm. uh, but the, the 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 real thing is the uh, the acting and the stagecraft and it's just phenomenal to see things happen in front of you is just breathtaking like when uh when um elsa does that you know let it go transformation yep. from the the really tight constrictive kind of clothing she was wearing at a coronation to 
the lovely blue flowing outfit, it's like a hard thing to pull off. And mm. when it happens before your eyes, it's just phenomenal. And it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's not the stage show. They know people are paying a lot of money to go and see this show. And they know that kids are going to come and see the show as well. But mm. they're not, um, they're not, uh, not, you know, backing away from making adult content in the show for, for the adults. Yeah. Um, so, not, um, it, it, no, keep going. It's not too racy and over the top. So it's not like there's, you know, there's um, a new scene in it, you know, uh, at Elkin's Trading Post where mm-hmm. it's like, hi, family, and everyone's in the, the, the sauna. Uh, <laughs> and it, in this, there, there's a big thing about the, the sauna and, uh, and there's, you know, obviously, uh, you know, in that, you know, culture, people go in the sauna nude. Mm. And so there's a whole big thing about that. Um, and just really funny, you know, it's not over the top. It's like, you know, nude suit kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just just really good. Like it's just uh, – and the kids, you know, think, oh, funny naked people. But they're not actually naked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And all the actors are great. All the uh, you know, actresses are – everyone is great. But <laughs> – the best thing was before we went and saw the musical, we were in the lobby lounge in the Burswood and we were, were like stalking this uh, table to sit down and have some frozen cocktails before the, the show. And we saw his family get up and leave and we walked over and there was a dude there with his cocktail in hand and we thought, oh, no, maybe this guy's waiting for a large group to come. And we said, are you cool if we sit with you? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm by myself. It's all good. Sit down. I need friends. And so <laughs> we sat down with him. We found out he's the dad of the girl who was playing Anna that night. Oh. Playing uh, the young Anna, not the, yeah. not the old. Yes. Yeah. Initially, he was like, oh, my daughter's playing Anna. And I was thinking the old Anna. Mm. Um, and then he showed a picture and it was a young girl. Like, oh, young Anna. He goes, how old do you think I am? Like, oh, <laughs> yes, of course. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he told us all about like what it's like having a daughter that's in the, the cast and now they you know, have several actors playing that same part because obviously you can't have them mm. on every night. It, it, just, it was really interesting to, to get that kind of you know, different backstage kind of perspective. Mm. And then uh, when we were leaving, he goes, I'll probably be sitting next to you in the show. And then we went and sat down and he was like a row ahead of us and two seats down. <laughs> So, yeah, it was great. It, but, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, if you're a fan of Frozen and you can get tickets, I would recommend doing it because, yeah, it's very rare that we get, like, you know, these big, you know, Broadway shows here. And now mm. we're getting more of them. We've got Moulin Rouge coming up next year. It's, yeah, there, there's a lot of a lot of stuff coming out. So um, I would uh, recommend uh, if you can get, get down there and see it, then go and check it out. And I'm going to give uh, Frozen, I'm going to give it... Uh, Five carrots. Everything I've nice. seen. Everything I've seen has been awesome this this last <laughs> week. It's been fantastic. Uh, but I will go to uh, another ad quickly, uh, and then we'll come back and we'll start talking about movies. I promise. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed Alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. Oh, and we're we're back. So now I've I've uh, you know exhausted everything that I've I've seen uh, th- this week. It's uh, uh, now time for you, Rach. What what do you got? What do you got? What do I got? So last week I 
talking about how um, you've gone back on the stand train. Stand train. Um, stand train, yes. Stand train. And we're binging as well. We're binging, we're standing. We've got too many uh, streaming services at the moment. So you were talking about a, a TV show called The Resort. So I have started watching that. I'm two episodes in and it is really, it, it just gets you in right in the first episode. You're intrigued as, as soon as you get there. Um but then I'm wondering, is it going down this, like, Mexican cartel kind of thing? I don't know how interested I am in that kind of situation, but I don't know. I'll keep going. I'm, I'm interested. Um, and I watched Me Time today, which is a, a new Netflix TV series, sorry, not TV series, film, um, like I said, with, with Kevin Hart and... Um, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Regina Hall's in it as well. So Kevin Hart is playing a guy called Sonny who is a stay-at-home dad because um, his wife's an architect so she earns more money so it makes more sense for her to, to do the work and she's she's very, very good at her job. She's got some very um, special clients that are wanting her to really break out and maybe open her own um, architecture business, go out on her own. Lots of support for her and Kevin Hart is the guy at home who's making um, lunches for the kids that he Instagrams, takes photos of and puts them on Instagram because they're so special and he's on all the committee members at school and, like, he's he's doing all of the stuff, you know. Um, but it means that he doesn't – he's kind of forgotten to take care of himself um, so he doesn't, he doesn't seem to have anything else outside of – taking care of the family and supporting his wife and this is pointed out by some of the other um, school mums and dads like dude like you need to get a life so um, this decision gets made for his wife to take the kids away on spring break to see her parents while he has some me time right so the original idea is to like stay at home and just chill out and maybe go and play some golf and whatnot. Um, but his friend, uh, played by Mark Wahlberg, um, his name is... I don't know what his actual name is, um, but his, his name is The Huck. Like, so I don't know if that's a shortened version of his surname. I'm sure I could go and I'm to be, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, but he has been Sonny's friend since, like, primary school. So they've been tight the whole time until... Um, like uh, until Sonny has a family and kind of settles down and stuff. So every year Hux has these huge crazy ideas for his birthday. Like for his 29th birthday, they like jumped in those like flying suits mm -hmm. like off a cliff. Um, so he does crazy stuff for his birthdays. But since since Sonny's had his birth, his, his family is kind of like not getting involved in these things. But Huck has this new, his, this birthday is 44th. So Sonny ends up going to this and, you know, chaos ensues basically mm -hmm. because Huck is not exactly the best influence. He's in some trouble financially with some loan sharks Um yeah, and, and Sonny is, like, trying to get out of this sensible dad, you know, routine. Um, there are some really funny bits in this movie. There's also some gross-out bits. I think this is a movie that um, is, uh, I mean, I think it's just a, what do you call it, a 
paycheck. It's right. a paycheck movie. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's there for the paycheck, um, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. And it is mildly entertaining and it has funny bits in it. And, I mean, who doesn't love Kevin Hart? I mean, show me a person who doesn't like Kevin Hart and, you know, you're looking at a person with no soul. <laughs> so it, there are enjoyable bits in it and it's kind of good to have on in the background if you're cooking or, <laughs> you know, I was doing some uni work at the same time and I ended up not doing any uni work and getting sucked into the movie. So clearly it's not that bad. Um it's just not It's not going to win any awards or anything. And I kind of like Mark Wahlberg when he's playing, like, the idiot best friend. Um, I keep meaning to watch, you know, Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. Yep. I hear people bang on about that those two movies, especially Daddy, Daddy's Home 2 because I think it's got, um, is it Wilf, is it? John Lithgow or anyway, it's got some very funny people in it Um, and I get told all the time that it's really good so I must watch that. Um, I'm going to give this film um, Three Turtles because it's not, it's kind of mildly entertaining, you know. I was clearly entertained enough not to do my uni work. So, so, guess I'm doing that tonight. So you're procrastinating is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. So. I'm good at that. I'm real good at it. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so. Um, I only have one more thing to talk about, but I don't know whether you want to no, play a, think, a sponsor or no, whether I should I, just jump, jump into it. Jump, jump right in because we've got more. I've got more things we can. Uh, oh, wonderful, wonderful, good to hear. Um, we're not so, going to dry. We can, we, we, we still, we can, we can pad this out. We can do it. We can do it. So I said to Chris, mentioned you know, there's this new um, documentary series on Netflix that everyone's talking about, Trainwreck. Woodstock 99. Oh, yes, yeah. Right? So he's heard about it on podcasts. I've heard about it on podcasts, people talking about how, you know, they have really gotten into the series and or, yeah, into the show or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, this is something we can actually sit down and watch together because there's not a whole lot of things that we both enjoy. So I'm like, right, I need something for the show. Uh, I need to watch an episode, at least an episode tonight. I can't just talk about the resort because Lewis talked about it last week. Um and we ended up binging all three episodes. Wow. So um, it's – but I, I ended up having, like, vicarious trauma and not being able to sleep afterwards. So um, everybody knows about Woodstock 69, right, organised by a guy called um, Michael Lang. Um, I don't know the full story, but I, I have watched the the documentary which was I want to say Martin Scorsese um and there was also a film that came out maybe 10 15 years ago kind of about Michael Lang Mm -hmm. organizing the original Woodstock so um you know if if I don't know if you were born yesterday um Woodstock was (laughs) a bunch of really famous artists coming together um, for a festival of music, love, harmony, peace, all that sort of stuff. Um, There were things like free food and, um, yeah, it was just a very special event. So Michael Lang has, um, in 94, he bought it back to to try and get, you know, Woodstock going again, but it was an absolute flop. It made no money. Um, I don't know who was on the, um, the, you know... 
bill or whatever, um, but it got completely rained out and apparently made no money. But he had the desire to try it one last time um, and 99 is obviously 30 years after the original. He wanted something for his kids to go to, um, something for that um, age group, oh. you know, to really have that experience of peace, love and hippy-dippiness. <laughs> but the problem is he... Oh God, there were so many problems. This is like the original fire festival. So, you know, fire festival. People didn't die at this one, did they? No. Did people die at the fire festival? I think they did. I don't think anyone died let at the me, fire let festival. Me, let me it was just really badly organised. Um, the food was terrible. They had like um, tents that were supposed to be luxury tents and they were like refugee tents. Um yeah, I don't think anyone died at the fire festival. Fair enough, okay. But it was just terribly organised and a complete rip-off for what people actually got for it. Um, and that's kind of what happened at Woodstock, but like times 100. So Michael Lang and and this guy that he, uh, a promoter called John that he got together with um, to, to get this thing going, really... Um, it was all about this has to make money because the one in 94 made no money. So we really got to make sure this makes money. And there were so many corners cut um, and it was, am I allowed to say the H, the S-H-I-T word? Uh, No. (laughs) Okay. We all know what we're just Probably shouldn't spell it. It was one of those with the word show uh, afterwards. So... There's multiple problems like not enough sanitation. So there's rubbish everywhere. Um, There's not enough toilets. Uh, The showers aren't working properly. So someone basically just um, breaks the shower thing because it's it's hot. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculously hot. So because it's over three nights. So someone ends up breaking the the shower thing. So all the showers, the water's just going everywhere and then it starts to get really muddy and people are like jumping in the mud turns out not mud oh, it's no. kind of feces oh, um and water so people end up with trench mouth that's just the that's like yeah that's just one thing there were fires um kids were destroying like the things that they had built including like the sound stage and everything it was bedlam. By the last day, um, it looked like a war zone and they kept having, like every day got worse and worse. Like the original night um, they had corn perform. I don't know if you know who corn are, mm-hmm. but they don't attract, like no shade to you if you're into corn back in the day. But the people they had on this bill, like corn and Limp Biscuit. They're, peace and love aren't really there. They're thing. not really no. peace, love. They had Jewel and mm-hmm. then Cheryl Crow, but the headliners were Corn and Limp Biscuit mm-hmm. and um, Kid Rock, um, yeah, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like these don't attract people who are into love, peace, and harmony. Mm-hmm. That is not who you hire if that is the spirit that you want to exist at your festival. Yeah. It's basically like a whole, like a quarter of a million, like trashy, burnout, white frat boys. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some women there. There was a lot of nudity. Uh, and the whole time, 
until we got to the last episode and then I got even more anxious. Um, but the whole time I'm like, wow, I wonder how many sexual assaults happened at this festival. Because these, this, it was like testosterone going mad mm-hmm. and like, you know, all of these men started to act like animals and it got worse over time because they're getting riled up by the music and then they're all riled up by like Limp Biscuit or whatever and then there's nowhere to go and then, oh, there's a rave, let's go to the rave. Cool, mm. lots of drugs. Um, and th- the problem is they're getting, there was no, no one had any money, right? You don't, if you're going to a festival like that, you've got a little bit of money mm. but you're not like flush with cash, you know. Mm. It's, it's festivals are for younger people and, you know, that music was for younger people. They were charging like $4 for a bottle of water. This is in 1999 and so... All the kids are getting ripped off Mm -hmm. to get food and drinks. So by the third day, they're broke, they're hot, they're covered in Mm feces, not that they are aware of that at the time, Um, you know. And so by the last day, they feel like they've been treated like animals. So they start acting like animals and there's like mob mentality and it was so anxiety-inducing to watch Um, well, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in. So, oh, yeah, And it was so, like, it made me so angry because the two guys who were organising it, they kept having this press conferences and the journalists are like, yeah, it's getting pretty hairy out there. And they're like, oh, you know, um, the festival's going really well. Um, it's, you know, a small group of, like, 50 people causing trouble. I'm like, yeah, so not a group of 50 people causing trouble. This is nuts. And then you have people like Fred Durst, like, singing songs about breaking things like they've got a song about breaking stuff so what do you think is going to happen when you sing to a whole bunch of white frat boys about breaking stuff hello where is the like I was watching it no offense to all men hashtag not all men okay but I was like men are so dumb they're so dumb like not just the men who are like breaking stuff and you know but the men who are like, let's organise this festival, um, not research who we're hiring to go on the bill, um, let's cut funding for sanitation, let's hire some dodgy people for security, like let's cut corners everywhere, like so dumb. But anyway, it's really good. It's on <laughs> Netflix and it's called Trainwreck uh, Woodstock 99. I didn't, like I am at the perfect age to know about this and I, it was like I missed it. And it was international I think, news. I think you're very lucky you missed it, quite frankly, by the sounds of it. That uh, that sounds horrific. But we've got to go to our last two ads before... Yes, sorry, end. I babbled. <laughs> That's all right. And, uh, and we'll be back to uh, wrap up after... Ah, uh, now you, yeah, that, I think like everyone's going to watch that uh, that Woodstock now after you've watched it. How many? Um, what are you going to score it out of five? Uh, I am going to give it five. Do you think candles are a good idea? <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, interesting, interesting. Uh, th- now the there is um, some other something. Um, Alan was uh, sending us. Uh, yes, um, extraordinary attorney Woo. I really, really do want to watch this. It looks very, very good. My problem is there's subtitles, and I am often watching things. Um, 
when I'm tired and subtitles don't always work for me. Yeah, subtitles are good like uh, when you can just sit down and just watch a show. Yeah. Because if you're like, you know, traditionally like people, not traditionally, people tend to like multitask now. You watch TV, you're on your phone, you're on your iPad, you're doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you're watching something, and I think it's a good thing to watch things with subtitles because you've got to focus. Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing. Like I think sometimes we're only half watching or in worst case quarter watching shows and movies um, when you're at home mm. because if you're in the theatre you're focused but at home you're distracted so yeah definitely uh, should uh, Oops, sorry I just <laughs> I wanted to see how many how many episodes there were and how long they are so they're all about an hour long and there is um, 16 of them that's just season one I don't know if there's more seasons to come um, but that feels like a big commitment for me so <laughs> Um, I, I will get there um, because it does look really, really good. Um, and I think um, so. It's based on a. It's got the lawyer in it is on the autism spectrum, and I just think it's really good to have that kind of representation on um, on the screen. Mm. I'm just a bit time poor, so I uh, I end up watching things in English because. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be easier on my brain, which is not good because the Italian Film Festival is coming up and I do have films to review for that. That's um, coming up September the 22nd. But, but yes, reading subtitled things are good because you, you are forced to focus and it's good. It stops you scrolling and, like, you know. Um, oh, okay. Alan said that most Korean series are only one season. So... Not so much a, of a commitment after all. Well, that's a good thing. That's a, For that's a commitment phobe like me, yeah. yeah. That's a very good thing. Moving um, on. There are, are other shows like, because as I said, I've got Binge now again, mm. uh, as well as having Stan, uh, but on Binge it was kind of like, it was nice uh, because we got Binge to watch House of Dragons, um, which is weird because the first episode of House of Dragons they had uh, Matt Smith naked. Well, Matt Smith. Sorry, naked. That, that was all I retained from that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that was that was you know that was a, a pleasant surprise. But uh, the you know it starts off like any TV show with its credits and with its theme song. Mm. But the weird thing was the second episode, the theme music was now the Game of Thrones theme music. I was like, wait, wait a minute, why did they do that? That's weird. And the opening credits were different. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. The second episode was very talky, um, but they did introduce um, the, these creepy um, characters. I think they are called the Crab Feeders or something like that. And that was, that was very, very creepy. But, um, yeah, the show, the show is great. But the, the, the thing I love about having to get binge back is we've found out there's, like, extra seasons of shows I love. So Young Rock Season 2 is out. Um, which is uh, continuing the the story of the rock and um, you know how he went from being you know, like this uh, down and out kind of person with seven bucks in his pocket to the most electrifying man ever <laughs> not in sports entertainment not entertainment just the most electrifying man ever um, and uh, it's just it's brilliant it's really good fun there the conceit of it is he's running for president and they're doing a, a like a show about his 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 past. Um, also uh, out now on binge is what we do in the shadows four season four, um, which is just it keeps getting better. Just strength to strength, absolutely fantastic. So uh, I would highly recommend watching it for that. And the flight attendant season two is also out as well, uh, and that's a, another kind of mystery kind of um, show. Uh, and it's um, it's yeah, it's certainly um, uh, holding up to the the, the first season. Of it. I, I did try to watch the first season and I got about halfway through and it does pull you in at the start but then towards the yeah I just kind of got bored mm. but if you are looking for um, 
things about Hollywood and something that's portable. Um, have you heard of Hollywood Badlands um, podcast? No. So they've had Disgraceland for quite a lot of seasons, which is kind of about how um, people in music sometimes do bad things. Um, this is kind of a mix of uh, Hollywood famous people and um, true crime almost. So they've got an episode that's just gone up about Danny Trejo and like how he was involved. He went to prison and he's been in prison riots and and all that sort of stuff and obviously he became a a famous actor. Um, It's also got stories about Robin Williams and um, Sean Penn and a really cool one about Winona Ryder um, and how involved she got in a missing persons um story that was happening in Petaluma where she was from so if you're looking for something that's Hollywood and crime and a podcast Hollywood uh, Badlands it's it's really really good very good cool mm. yeah I just I don't know if I can add anything more to my podcasts because uh, I know I've kind of like got to that point now where uh, I'm I'm not on the road as much and I've mm. got lots of podcasts to to catch up on um if anyone is interested, like months ago or maybe a month ago, I was talking about buying that Predator box set and being oh yes, a- and being charged because you thought it was thirty two dollars. Yes, I did. I thought it was thirty two dollars. So random the things I remember <laughs> and the stuff I forget. And so I got a uh, message from my mate Lee this week, and uh, he uh, sent me a uh, the a, the box set with a, a sticker price on it for thirty two dollars ninety eight. Mm-hmm. And so he said, do you want me to get it for you? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to see if it rings up again at 75 The same shop I bought it from initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went and he uh, he paid for it and it rang up at uh, $32.98. Um, there was a 20% off uh, sale at the time. Nice. Discount of $6.60. Uh, so I ended up getting my copy for $26.38. Thank you very much. I feel vindicated now. <laughs> um, I know we do have to go, but I've just got one really quick thing. Another podcast called Even the Rich um, talks about um, Will Smith and his life. Um, recently, it's lots of different series about lots of different famous people, but there is one about Will Smith and it's really interesting to listen to in light of the slap is it, incident. Is it pre-slap or no, post-slap? No, no, it's post-slap. Post-slap. So it's really interesting and it puts the slap in perspective based on his life. It's really, really interesting. Sounds good. Well, we've got to get out of here, kids. We've got to leave the uh, the seats warm for Quizzy to get in here and start digging through some crates. Uh, I was looking for something that was 90s, but I think I found something a bit more 2000s. But it's Evanescence. It's waked me up inside and it's pretty darn cool. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.